0: Dan Dickow here for Gonzaga Nation SI. This is the WCC Weekly Recap each Monday. Take a quick look around the league, talk about some of the results as well as preview a game or two that's catching my eye for this upcoming week. Um, Very interesting week in the WCC. You still have four teams in the top 40 of the net. as well as Ken Palm, the net being the most important of those analytics which the Selection Sunday committee uses uh, to pick the NCAA tournament field. But uh, USF unfortunately dropped a big one on Thursday night um, as we start to recap Thursday night's games. That, that's a big one because uh, San Francisco's uh, net is the highest of the four uh, WCC teams that are, are vying for a spot in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they were up 20 against St. Mary's. St. Mary's came all the way back to win 72-70, um, and so that really uh, kind of put some question marks in a lot of people's eyes for San Francisco. I still at this moment in time think that they're in, but they can't have any more slip-ups uh, at home other than against Gonzaga. They they must knock off BYU. They must beat uh, St. Mary's in the second meeting as well. Um, they can't Lose to a, a Pacific or a Pepperdine, uh, otherwise I think that that is going to knock them out of uh, an at-large bid. Uh, a lot of the major bracketologists, Jerry Palm, Joe Lenardi, they still have St. Mary or excuse me, San Francisco in, even with a bye game. They're not even in um, the uh, the playing game. So that's good to see for WCC fans. Other games on Thursday would have been uh, Santa Clara with a uh, win. Over BYU on a buzzer beater. Uh, Jalen Williams continues to play really well. As of now, it's he and Drew Timmy battling it out for the WCC scoring league. Both of them are right around 19 points a game. Uh, if you look at Gonzaga, you know, possibly blowing teams out, um, that would be a help uh, or a benefit for Jalen Williams because it, many times in those blowout games, Drew Timmy won't be as uh, as big of a focal point of Gonzaga's offensive attack as if they were in a close game like Saint Santa Clara will be a lot of times. So that was a big, a huge win for Santa Clara. Uh, also on Thursday, University of Portland uh, knocked off Pacific at home. The University of San Diego continued their strong play with a uh, win over Pepperdine, 64-56. And then GU, obviously, you, you follow Gonzaga if you're – Uh, following Gonzaga Nation SI. They dominated Loyola Marymount 89-55 in a game that I was uh, able to call for CBS Sports Network on Thursday. But Saturday's games, uh, lots of good action, lots of good actions. We'll we'll just start real quick with with Gonzaga. Uh, Another triple-digit scoring effort. Um, This time Gonzaga beat the Pilots of Portland, 10472. They set a McCarthy Athletic Center record. 18 made threes, um, and, and they were spread out all over the place. Chet Holmgren, Nolan Hickman, Hunter Salas got in on the act. Uh, Julian Strother. Um, It's really good to see. You know, I was a, I, I was a little questioned. I questioned a little bit the outside shooting at the start of the season. I felt that they were going to be a good, not a great three-point shooting team. Um, The reason I I said that, and and I still kind of subscribe to that a little bit, is the fact that I don't see a true knockdown shooter like a Corey Kispert. But what I see is a lot of really good shooters. Um, You know, there's a difference between a great knockdown shooter and a very good shooter. And, And I think you know, Gonzaga having a bunch of very good shooters. Um, really creates a ton of problems for uh, opponents to scout and game plan. You know, if you were guarding a Corey Kispert a year ago, you might topside him and not let him come off the screen. Um, You definitely would stay connected um, in help situations. You wouldn't leave. Now with this team, there's so many options. You might leave because you might say, well, you know, uh, Strother shoots it at what? 38, 39%. We'll leave him. If he was at 46, you wouldn't leave him, but now he's getting open looks. So those guys are going to knock it down. So again, I think they're a very good three point shooting team. I wouldn't necessarily, um, put any of them as a knockdown shooter. Uh, the one interesting thing though, is, is Chet Holmgren is really starting to find his groove. I think he's, um, uh, over 50% or right around 50% uh, in WCC play now. Um, and when he does that, I mean, it just opens things up even more. I, he's had a couple now trail threes. He's had a couple threes where he's pushed the ball up uh, himself after a rebound. And those are those are back-breaking threes for the opponents um, when you have a seven-footer who's able to do that. So uh, great to see Gonzaga on track shooting it so well as of late. Uh, other games on Saturday that, you know, Need to be tracked. St. Mary's 81-57 over Pepperdine. That improves them to five and one. They've got a, um, a they've got a heck of a start going in league play. Uh, they don't match up against Gonzaga again for another week or so. Um, so that will be uh, a, a benefit for St. Mary's to kind of continue to bolster their Ken Palm and their uh, net rankings. They're actually 20 in in Ken Palm. And, you know, with about five and a half, six weeks left, um, barring any collapses, they're a tournament team. Um, You know, so um, they've got a good win against BYU um, and we'll see how they continue to play. To speaking of BYU, they lost on Thursday to Santa Clara at the buzzer. Well, they lost to Pacific um, this week on Saturday, and that's not a good loss at all pacific's first win in wcc play this this season um you know it it did impact them a little bit in the analytics uh they still i believe are around the 30 mark which would imagine or would lead you to think that they are in the ncaa tournament but that's not a good looking win. That's a, that's, I believe it's a quad four loss. Um, So those are, those are definitely looked at as negatives. BYU is going to have to get things righted in a hurry um, because, you know, two losses drops them now to five and three on the season. So they Gonzaga loss Santa Clara, as well as now Pacific, the Gonzaga one's going to be looked at as fine in the selection committee's eyes, Santa Clara, they're a quad, 2 They're starting to make some moves uh, and play really well. Once Frankich is back, um, they're playing well. I think those eight games that he missed, they went four and four. So that really hampered them. Otherwise, we might be talking about them challenging for a legitimate, um, you know, uh, fourth spot in the league if USF or BYU or St. Mary's were to slip up. Um, so BYU has got to get things turned around. Um, USD continues to play extremely well. They beat Loyola Marymount on Saturday, 69-65. Uh, there are a surprising 6-3. and three. Well, that's going to change pretty quickly um, because this week they've got a big game against Gonzaga on Thursday. Uh, that's going to be one that, um, you know... You're going to learn. I think everyone will learn quickly um, if USD is for real, because of anybody in the league, if you look at their schedule, they've had the softest of schedules up till now. Um, But it's an opportunity for for USD to put their best foot forward. Um, And and really, I think we as fans and media will learn a lot about them this week. Uh, I think they'll learn a lot about themselves if they can stay in that top tier. Um, deep into the second half of WCC conference play. Um, USF beat Santa Clara 88-85, which was big because, as I mentioned, with USF uh, having lost to St. Mary's after having a 20-point win, um, you know, that at the end of this week, now they're 4-3. They can't and afford any more losses um, to teams outside of, in my estimation, Gonzaga, BYU, and St. Mary's. They they have to lock in, and, and they can't have any more of those losses. Um, and then you look at, and then you look at the upcoming week of games and games that are catching my eye. So today being Monday, uh, January 31st, it's great to see that some of the games that were postponed early, uh, in the, in the conference schedule are being replayed now. And you've got Pacific heading to Santa Clara Pacific. You know, like we just talked about them getting their first win against BYU. Well, let's see if they can keep it going against uh, Santa Clara. They're on the road, but Santa Clara, this is a big time opportunity uh, where they can't lose any more ground. They, they would if they were to win, it would move them to four and three um, and really kind of battling for for that top half of the league. And one of the reasons it's so important is you don't want to have to play on the first day. You want that first round bye in the WCC tournament. Um, otherwise, you're really kind of Putting yourself in a tough spot when it when it comes tournament time down in Las Vegas. Other games that are really catching my eye that I think are are the big ones to key on and are going to be movers and shakers uh, in regards to NCAA tournament uh, potential uh, as well as league seeding is Thursday's big one. USF at BYU. That one right there, circle it. Um, USF at home lost to BYU. I believe it was by two points. BYU, we've already mentioned, has lost their last two games, Santa Clara and at uh, Pacific. This would not be good for BYU to go and have a three-game slide. Um, this this is an enormous game in, in regards to um, both teams' hopes for the NCAA tournament. Uh, I don't think it's, a, it's, it's dead by any stretch uh, for either team if they lose it. Um, but if you win, it's definitely you know bolstering your opportunity in regards to a quad one at or maybe a quad two, depending on how the the net rankings shuffle out and break down uh, as games continue to play throughout this week. So Thursday's game I'm really watching is the USF BYU game. The Saturday game to watch is Gonzaga at BYU. Now look at this real quick. So BYU sits at five and three say, for example, they were to lose to San Francisco on Thursday, that would drop them to five and four. They Their backs would completely be against the wall with Gonzaga going in uh, to play at BYU on Saturday. If they were to lose that game, that would be a four-game slide. That would put them at five and five in the WCC. And then I think you're starting to say, hey, you know what? BYU is probably not a tournament team. Um, so you've got to, if you're BYU, you've got to find a way – um, to have a great week, uh, you can't lose both. You would hope, um, you know, that if you're you're a Cougar fan, uh, that they get at least one. Um, but the way Gonzaga is playing right now, I don't see anybody slowing them down. And I'm not just saying that from a Gonzaga perspective. I'm saying that from a national perspective, uh, and a West Coast perspective, just of how good they're playing right now, as well as the struggles that BYU has had. So the two two games later in the week are both BYU centric games that I'm keeping an eye on. Cause I think they've got a tremendous amount of importance for if BYU makes the league as well, or excuse me, if BYU makes the tournament as well as then does this impact three or four teams in the WCC making the NCAA tournament. So uh, for Gonzaga nation SI appreciate you listening in, appreciate you joining got lots of great coverage this week. Adam Morrison and myself, Will bring a couple weekly shows. Jack Ferris, Rob Sacre will bring the Sack and Jack show. Uh, we'll have interviews with USD head coach Sam Scholl previewing Gonzaga's game against the Toreros of San Diego and lots of more coverage. So follow us on all the social media channels. Gonzaga Nation SI.